Well, uh, I hope you're still with us on this epic journey through the 12 days of Christmas that we've decided to do. Because let's face it, if you can't celebrate Christmas a dozen times, then really what's the point of baby Jesus? Um, That's right, I'm here as ever with Hugh Kennard. Can you hear me? Over. Hello, receiving you loud and clear, old boy. Yes, receiving you loud and clear. We're not actually in the same room today, are we? Because... uh... Unfortunately, I've had to uh, stay behind to put up some of the decorations in the garage because uh, we're not sure if I'll be allowed in the house over the Christmas period uh, after the uh, issue with Holly. Um, uh, well, I mean, that it is a bit sad, but can't, can't you get another one just quickly? I mean, it's like a goldfish, isn't it? If you get another one quickly, then they might not notice that it's a new dog. Well, I was thinking of getting a dog for Christmas, but everyone's told me it's not just for Christmas. So I thought I might get it at Easter because nobody says that you can't give a dog at Easter. And then uh, and then we'll have a nice replacement for Holly then. Um, and I'm uh, thinking of calling it Glühwein. Uh, as long as you can uh, placate the twins in the, in the interim months, and I'm sure it'll be fine. Right. Uh... Nothing placates twins like a cockapoo, Dougie. Well, I mean, I'll take your word for it, I... I haven't had a dog since my uh, since my King Charles Spaniel ran in the road and got the wrong end of a uh, postal van. Anyway, look, let's let's not start it on a low, shall we? We're going to talk about arguably one of the most peculiar uh, days in the Christmas tradition, Boxing Day. Um, now, if I had a pound for every time someone said, "Why is it called Boxing Day?" and I couldn't give them an answer, then I would have. No pounds, because I know why it's called Boxing Day, Hugh, and I'm prepared to share this with you. What a relief! What a relief! I think I think this is basically a, a much uh, much sought after factoid, and I'm ready with my truth gun to spray you all aggressively um, with uh, with information bullets. I'll start, shall I? I mean, it's very simple. Boxing Day's origins, uh, as far as I understand, can be traced back to medieval England, but. Boxing Day itself got its name that we know and love when Queen Victoria was on the throne in the 1800s. And um, she would challenge world leaders from other countries within her empire to prove that she still deserved to govern them with an organised boxing match. And uh, the first bouts, they took place uh, in a sort of rudimentary ring set up outside Buckingham Palace, you see. Um, Sponsorship was provided by the East India Company, I think. Um, and the first took place between Victoria herself and uh, Lakshmibai, the Rani of Jansi, uh, in 1847. Oh, she's a big old girl, isn't she? I'm sure that if she swung at you, you weren't going to stop. I mean, it'd be like a postal van hitting a dog. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, well, you know. It's... Sorry, I didn't mean to say that. I mean, um, no, no, it, it's, it'd it's be fine. like a, fi- a large person hitting a smaller one. No, this is fine. It's true. It, 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 no one was to blame. Good, sorry, but, I mean, sorry, but, but ironically, at that point in her life, Victoria was in great shape. I mean, she's always been a bit of a unit, but she was light on her feet and fast. And you need that. She had a really long reach because her left arm was a lot longer than the right arm, which took people by surprise. And she oh. nailed her opponent with a colossal haymaker in the second round. Oh, brilliant. How wonderfully English. I know, right? I mean, imagine watching that. I mean, it would be absolutely breathtaking to see, you know, the Empress of India take down some someone who just decided they, they should rule their own country. I mean, the nerve of them. Um, 
from 1860 onwards, all fights took place in Crystal Palace, naturally. Um, Albert, of course, you know, his great legacy to the British people is the Crystal Palace, so it's only fitting that all the fights took place there. Uh, the countries who suffered humiliating defeats um, included Canada, Australia, New Zealand and Sierra Leone, to uh, name only a few. This tradition of Victoria just smacking the hell out of people from the colonies carried on every year on December 26th. And when Victoria died in 1901, there was some talk of carrying on the tradition still using the Queen's lifeless body as some sort of fighting marionette, manipulating it by some sort of elaborate system of ropes, levers and pulleys. But it was quickly scrapped. Oh, that's a pity, isn't it? Well, do you think it's a pity, do you? I would have enjoyed that on a more wise Christmas special or perhaps a little and large one, some large queen corpse just dangling there as they as they ran about being funny with uh, with newsreaders and like. Yeah, I suppose that could have been quite amusing. She could have sung, she could have they could have manipulated her her, her lifeless legs to sort of do the can can. Yeah, or just propped her up on like a train in like the Minder special. Um, Christmas Minder on the Orient Express. I think that would be, be wonderful. Exactly. I think that would be a lovely little tradition to continue. It's just a pity that they had to bury her in the end, isn't it? It is. But, you know, I th- in retrospect, maybe it was for the best. I mean, the Edwardian era was very quick to put behind this rather barbaric tradition. And they rebranded Boxing Day um, using the tabloid press and various periodicals such as House and Hawk, Middle Class Misery and Chimneys Monthly to write puff pieces explaining to the disinterested public that the name comes from a time when the rich used to box up gifts to give to the poor. Did they box them up because they weren't particularly good gifts? Yeah, yes, and, and, and all these articles were, were emphasising the importance of the thought that counting, not the actual gift, which as we all know is nonsense. It's never the thought that counts, it's the gift that counts. I mean, if every thought you had, Hugh, counted, um, we wouldn't be allowed to do this, this, this podcast, would we? No, I'd, I'd be a mathematician, wouldn't I? You, yes, but you'd also be cancelled. Oh, yeah. I suppose it's very clever, isn't it? If you're going to give, if you're going to give the, a gift to the poor, mm. if you wrap it up like a few times, then by the time they've opened it, they'll hopefully be halfway down the road, won't remember who've given it to them, and suddenly they're just saddled with like half a shoe and um, and some field mice that you found in the basement. The thing is, the Edwardians, you know, it's all Downton Abbey stuff, isn't it? It was traditionally a day off for the servants, you see. It was a day when they received special Christmas box from their master, and the servants would also go home on Boxing Day and give Christmas boxes to their families. But you know, another theory that's quite popular stems from the tradition of opening church donation boxes on this day and distributing the contents to those in need, like the blind or the lame or the Welsh. Um, but a lot of the clergy would, would take that money and bet on the horses. And the trouble is that was absolutely fine because no one questioned it. It was, you know, but it did lead to the famous... Boxing Day uprising in Antwerp in Belgium in 1914. Uh, seven people marched on the Cathedral of Our Lady in Antwerp and the militia turned up to quell the uprising and in the commotion um, a pigeon was killed. Oh. Yeah, I know, but this, this is not the heart. Some people think that this is what triggered World War I because the pigeon was n- known as Franz Ferdinand, you see. I see. Didn't they? Uh, didn't they spank some of the horses that were involved as well? Yes, they. There which, was, uh, yes, which caused a lot of embarrassment. Absolutely, for, uh, some of the jockeys. It just fueled so much conflict for bloody years, and millions killed exactly. because of a spanked horse and a dead pigeon. a spanked old nag. And there we are, exactly, yeah, and a dead pigeon. So sad. I mean, I mean, 
of course, the day has religious connections and celebrated as a. Oh, all right. Yeah, absolutely. It's not. It's not all just sport. Uh, in, in it's known as Saint Stephen's Day in Ireland and in the Catalonian region of Spain. I think I think maybe Dublin is twinned with uh, one of the towns there. Um, in some European, I didn't think that Steve is a very Spanish name. No, I think it's pronounced uh, Stirren over there. Oh, which, oh I see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, and in some European countries, such as Hungary, Germany, Poland, and the Netherlands, Boxing Day is celebrated as a second Christmas Day, which is just greedy. I suppose you get your money's worth with your tinsel, don't you? Oh, absolutely. But the thing is. The legacy of Victoria's uh, pugilistic prowess, as it were, still lingers for many. And, and Boxing Day has become uh, synonymous with sports, um, particularly cricket, uh, football or soccer for our American listeners, darts, tennis, golf and, of course, pro celebrity fisting. Um, there are, of course, shopping traditions. Boxing Day is renowned for its post-Christmas sales, with retailers offering significant discounts on various products. And this has led to the emergence of a shopping tradition where people flock to stores to take advantage of the deals, beat each other up senselessly. And again, this is in tribute to the name. It's such fun, isn't it? I really enjoy it. I, I find myself returning a lot of the gifts that I bought Helena on Boxing Day and watching people flock and fight... Uh, it's really quite good fun. I mean, it's something to do while you're in the enormous queue in Marks and Spencers just waiting to return the, the jumpers and the dresses and the shoes that uh, unfortunately haven't fit her. She has quite large feet, actually. I think it's why she uh, doesn't fall very often. She's got massive size 12 feet. And for such a petite woman, it's quite surprising. When I see her walking down the street, it often looks like she's got two canoes on her feet. Um, and it turns out it's just just some pumps. I mean, in flip-flops, she makes such a noise because of the size of her feet. People think someone's following her applauding, and it can be quite embarrassing when we're walking down the high street. And yet, and yet it feeds her colossal ego, doesn't it? If she's not wearing flip-flops, sometimes I have to just magnanimously applaud um, occasionally just to keep her spirits up, you know. You're a good man, Hugh. And, uh, and there we are. That's Boxing Day, so it's up to you, listeners, to decide whether or not it's called that because it was giving the servants gifts, whether it's because of the uh, Victoria's fighting prowess, or whether it was just because there were some boxes involved. So have a think, and when we get to December 26th, just remember, there's every chance someone was beaten severely to give you the gift of a W.H. Smith voucher. Nothing says Christmas more than that, does it, eh? No. Well done, Dougie. Thank you for well that. Done. Thank well, you for that. No, thank Bye-bye. You. Bye-bye. This podcast was produced, written and performed by Adrian McKinder and James Devonshire with music by Mike Jones. If you enjoyed what you heard and you would like to hear some more, you can hear some more where you found this one. Thank you.